What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of Character. I'm your host, Ryan Satin. And man, it has been a busy past week for me. If you've looked on the podcast feed, it has been loaded. We had interviews with Theory. We had interview with Happy Corbin, and we had an interview with Carmella. Happy Corbin and Carmella were from the USFL game in Birmingham. If you haven't watched it yet, make sure you go back and watch that. Some real fun stuff in there. But if you've been looking at the podcast feed, you'll see that I've been doing Raw and SmackDown roundups as well. It's where you're going to get my immediate thoughts every week after Raw and SmackDown via audio. It's not here in the YouTube channel. It's only available in podcast form. So make sure if you're not already subscribed to the Out of Character with Ryan Satin channel that you go subscribe to that feed right now. But let's get into this week's episode. Let's get in to the good stuff that we've got on this fine Monday. I've got Shotzi on the show and it's an awesome conversation. I really enjoyed chatting with her. We get into a lot of different stuff. We talk about uh, her horror loving background. We talk about her background growing up with a dad who was a badass. We talk about a lot of different stuff. We also talk about wrestling. We talk about her recent call up to SmackDown, becoming a heel, losing the tank, losing a tag team member, losing two tag team members, lots of stuff in the conversation. So make sure you stick around for this full interview with new SmackDown superstar, Shotzi. Shotzi, thank you so much for doing this today. I want to start this interview off the way I start off every show, and that's asking you how much of your real true self is there in the character you play on TV? Uh, well, huh. Um, so that's an interesting question because, uh, NXT Shotzi or good guy Shotzi, uh, the goofy, chaotic, daredevil, positive Shotzi is definitely me, like, most of the time. But you might have noticed that my character has had a change of heart recently, and uh, she isn't as positive, which is kind of uh, oddly mirroring my life lately, just because I'm, I've been going through probably like one of the most emotionally difficult times of my life. So I've kind of been trapped channeling that like anger and frustration I have at the world right now. Um, through wrestling and releasing it that way. Well, I, I am assuming you're talking about obviously like the loss that you've dealt with the past, you know, in, in, in last year that you've, that you've had in your life with your dad and, uh, yeah. and your stepdad as well. Uh, but, mm -hmm. and, and it's interesting to me how much I understand that because I think that, you know, prior to my brother passing away, I was much more goofy and didn't care about things as much and kind of just like, went through life just enjoying things and had never really had to deal with a hardship like that. So um, yeah. in therapy now, I think it's like been seven years or something like that since my brother passed. And in therapy now, seven years later, I'm kind of realizing that a piece of me did change within there. And I got a lot more serious and, and I, I changed the person because I was kind of angry about what I had to deal with. And so I, I, I can relate in that, uh, that way a lot. Would you say that, um, what, I mean, would you say you're changing for the better at all, though? Like, as a person, kind of, like, growing in all of this and finding yourself a little more? Is it, are you, would you say it's not not feeling that way at all? Well, you know, it's, it's hard right now because it's still, like, so fresh. So I'm still kind of figuring out this, this new me without my dads in my life. And I was just, like, so close to them. Like, 
I always said like, cause I was never really close to my mom. I was always like, my stepdad was like my mother figure and my biological dad was obviously my father figure. Um, so it's just, it's, it's weird. And I'm trying, I just like, I try to do it in their honor. And I try, I truly, I really try to look at the bright side of things or, you know, try to find the light in the darkness. So um, I've just been doing it for them and pushing through for them. Oh man, I was, I saved this part of the conversation in my notes for way later. Cause I didn't know we were going to start <laughs> off so deep, but I'm in like, I, you know, people who watch this show for a while know that like, uh, or followed me in general, like, you know, when my brother died, like he was so impressed that I was, you know, had any sort of, you know, relevance in wrestling as small as it may be and was like dude wrestlers talk to you that's so cool and just stuff like that and so I really leaned into that you know I was working at TMZ before but then I started my own website and it's led me to here and so I I understand that wholeheartedly and I do think that you know it's obviously difficult for you now to see but I do think that it will lead you to the the things that you want to be doing I mean when you have a guardian angel like that or two of them in your case who are following you and leading you along um I do feel you know, as even if I'm not religious, I do feel like um, it, it will lead you to where you want to go and what you want to do. Yeah, definitely. And like, I, I still feel them all the time, you know, oh, I'm going to get like choked up thinking about it. But yeah, and like, oh, every, every time I do anything, I just think about them. And it really like helped me through it all. Did they get you into wrestling? Because I get the vibe, you know, from reading the post about uh, your dad, uh, it, it made him sound like such a badass, you know, where he was picking you up from school on a Harley and, <laughs> and, and you know, all that kind of stuff and getting tattoos in the living room. I mean, it sounded very badass. Was he into wrestling too? Uh, so no, no, he wasn't. But I think like indirectly, I leaned into wrestling because my dad was such a badass. Like when I just started watching wrestling, like way late, I didn't start really like watching wrestling until like I was in high school and um you know I I my dad studied taekwondo and he rode Harleys and got me into rock and roll um so I think just like I just gravitated to something as badass as pro wrestling yeah that's, that's okay I wasn't sure okay yeah we have my producer is gonna he's gonna give me like I told you that was him because he showed me a picture before <laughs> of like your dad younger in like a karate pose and I was like I don't know if that's yeah. the same guy and he was like I'm pretty sure this is the same <laughs> guy Ryan yeah there we go <laughs> yeah that's my pops <laughs> did he have like a full biker crew too that he was in oh yeah yeah all of yep yep he he would roll up with you know tons of his biker friends and yeah I used to go to his he, my dad actually owned a taekwondo studio called the Urbanski Academy and like I just remember being like four years old and like just like tumbling on the mats and just watching everyone be super cool <laughs> how many tattoos do you have because you talked about you know your dad getting tattoos in front of you uh, so I feel like you were clearly influenced in that regard but you've got you I feel like you're fully covered do you know how many you have Oh, I could not, I could not tell you. I, I, I'm running out of space though, which is kind of depressing. <laughs> which one took the longest? Oh man, which one's the biggest? Oh, I just got recently, um, uh, this past year, I got a tiger on my side. So it like goes up my ribs and then down my leg. And 
I have just been, I, I used to go hard and try and finish a tattoo in one sitting, but like now recently it's just been like, I, you got, you got three hours of my time and then we'll, we'll reconvene because I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> I'm such a baby. But see, I feel like, but you still finish it at least. I feel like there's some people who they'll do that and they're like, yeah, we'll start it. And they do like the outline of it. And they're like, I'm never going back again. That was way <laughs> too painful. We'll just stick with the outline that we did here and call it a day. Yeah, I do see a lot of those people that walk around with their outline for years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm have... like, uh, what happened to your tattoo artist? Did he disappear? Like, <laughs> I had a best friend like that. Full chest piece, dude. Like, he did his full chest like this and, and never went back. He was like, no, nope, <laughs> we're sticking with this and all, we're calling it a day. Uh, you know, I don't blame him because the chest is pretty intense. Um but I just can't just have things unfinished on me. I just, I gotta go through with it. <laughs> what's the, well, what's the, man. So wait, you have no more space left really? Like where, where else do you like play? What do you, are you have one that you're going to get next that you're thinking of always? Uh, so I have a few that I, I have like lined up, <laughs> but like my back is completely bare. So okay. I, I, I would like to get that one started soon, but that is, such a commitment such a commitment what would you want to get on your back uh, a dragon <laughs> i like the way you say it like it's so oh i know it's so me a dragon of course i want a dragon <laughs> no but like it just sounds so like long and tedious and painful so a dragon just sounds terrible to me but my dad loved dragons and he was born the year of the dragon so we used to always have like tons of dragons up in the house everywhere. So I wanted to get like a giant dragon. And that's actually the tattoo that I saw my dad get in the kitchen when I was like four years old. He got a dragon on his arm. So I, I wanted to do the dragon justice and save it for my back. That's kind of what I've told myself was I'll only get tattoos when someone passes away that like, cause I know I won't ever get over it or change my mind about mm -hmm. that. Like it'll be in tribute to someone. So I feel like, like you said, the back is like a commitment. It's taken a while. At least, you know, it's not going to be something that like in three years, you're like, oh, I probably could have done that better. I could, could have had a cooler idea. You're like, nah, <laughs> the Urbanski dragon on the back, you know, just go for exactly. it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. So, <laughs> You've got all this stuff behind you. I know you're a huge horror movie fan. Uh, do you remember the first horror movie that you saw? Uh, I want to say that it was Chucky. Like, I just, it just happened to be on TV. I just remember, like, Chucky was the first monster thing, that horror icon that I was so afraid of like whenever my mom would take me to the mall and there would be like the Chucky doll up at Spencer's I would be like oh I am not going in that store that is terrifying screw Chucky I don't like him <laughs> there's something so <laughs> creepy about dolls like dolls also creep me out I don't get scared easily but dolls are the one where I'm always kind of like looking over my shoulder at it like I don't like you I'm gonna turn your head around if it's in like a room or something they're the worst when their eyes be moving and they shouldn't be moving. Mm -mm. 
my uh my sister when we were kids um she she got like um like a life-size doll from like a swap meet or something we call it the carly doll and it was so freaky because it was like you know like the size of a little girl and it would kind of just like be sitting places so then my family we took it upon ourselves to start pranking each other with the carly doll (laughs) So we'd put it like in my mom's bed where she goes to sleep. So when she'd lift up the covers, like Carly was like laying there asleep and it was, oh, it was no! so fun. Oh, it was the best. We used to mess with each other with Carly all the time. Cause you'd think it was like a kid when you, you know, in the dark or whatever. Oh, I, I, it's, it's a good, it's, it, it's the perfect thing to mess with someone with. That would have gotten me completely. I was such a scaredy cat. I mean, I still am a huge scaredy cat. I think that's why I love horror movies so much is because it just terrifies me so easily. So you said, okay, we were talking right before we started and you told me that you're moving and you know, all these, you've got like, basically your walls are all like the one behind you. Uh, So you're super into horror movie memorabilia then? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. What's your most like prized possession? Oh, uh, I don't know. I honestly don't have anything that's like super crazy or rare or expensive. I just have a lot of things. I have, I do have a signed poster that uh, George Romero signed the night of living dead poster that I, I really love, especially since he's, he's not here anymore. Um, But other than that, I don't have anything that's like rare or I don't know. I don't know. Are you? I feel like now that you're making you're on you're making main roster money now, so I feel like you should splurge a little bit here and get like some kind of movie <laughs> prop. They're they're out there. You can get them. You know. I know. Yeah, I was actually just watching um, some some house show, and this guy owns like all these crazy horror movie props, and I was just envious of his basement. I wanted everything that he had. I like this guy keeps it all in his basement. That'd be so sketchy to walk into someone's house and they're like, do you want to see my basement with all these horror memorabilia items in it? You'd be like, not really. Let's just stay upstairs. I want to say that that was the compromise that his wife gave him because she seemed, she seemed so not into it. Like she was in the interview and she's just like, yep, we live with all this uh, horror stuff and it's really scary. And Yep, I don't really like it. <laughs> you just got to accept what your significant other's into. Like, my significant other, she loves taxidermy. My fiancé, she loves it. Me too! She's all, she's all about taxidermy. And it was like, you know what? I just, I not, like, not weirded out by it all. It's, it's actually, it's kind of, it gives me, like, an Adam's Family vibe in our house all the time. You know, we got, like, you know. That's amazing! <laughs> yes. There's, like, furs, and there's skulls, and there's a little, like, you know, bat and there's, you know, we had yes. this, I, one time I had bought her this squirrel. It was very cool. It was a squirrel, like in a canoe <gasps> that you could get. Anyway, I love it. Yeah. But then like we left it in a spot where somehow we left it in the garage, like for a week or so. And then all these flies got to it because they thought it was like a decaying uh, oh, no. animal. But it, it, I mean, it technically is still an animal that was dead, but I thought they put the stuff in there to not attract flies, but it like ate it up all gross. And then it looked all weird and I wanted to no. keep it. I wanted to keep it cause it looked so weird, but she was like, no, we can't put that back in the house. Oh no, don't tell me that because I'm moving. I actually have all of my taxidermy in the garage right now because Cover I have it. to repaint the walls. Cover it. Oh, 
cover okay, it. I'm if it's it. got like fur or something <laughs> on it, cover it. Cause that was, I was yeah. so mad. It was like so cool. I had like spent all this money on it for, I was so disappointed that we had to throw it away. Cause it was the best. And there's, there's, it's a great website. You can get ones with like a squirrel holding a beer can and like, you can get like, it's all, it's so good. I, I, she's made me like taxidermy at this point. We've been together seven years. So at this point I just have to appreciate it. I love it. Oh my God. I, like I have, I have like my line though. Like um, my, my boyfriend, he was like, when my cat passes, I want to stuff him and put him up on the wall. And I was like, okay, that's where I draw the line. I know that I'm the one that brought the taxidermy into this relationship, but you're taking it to a whole nother level. I am not going to be able to look at your cat. The one that I pet and feed and cuddle dead on the wall i can't do it i can't I, I think i'm with you there i i yeah i don't think i i and i know that that's technically why a lot of people do that a lot of people will stuff their animals so they can keep it forever it's one of those like reasons that technically taxidermy is there for but i'm with you there's right. no way i could look at my formerly alive dog every day just on the wall like this you know like it would no. oh, it would terrify me oh my god i couldn't no definitely not yeah i'm with you on yeah, that yeah yeah but what i have thought of of making like little keychains of my dog's paws though when she's gone that's less weird to me <laughs> it's the face it's the face i couldn't yeah, see the that's face exactly every day like the paw would be cute i'd be like okay i'm well see my dog's not fuzzy so it wouldn't be quite as cute but like i at least get that <laughs> Like I get that you, I wouldn't want to see its sad dead eyes every day. That sounds yeah, so sad. Yeah, and then sometimes you know people don't do so good with the taxidermy, and then they jack your pet up, and then you're just looking at this mangled, like it doesn't even look like your pet anymore. Oh, just weird. Ugh, I what's can't that, do it. What's that Twitter account that's about taxidermy like that? It's like messed up taxidermy, and I, oh, I crack up. Yes, I've seen that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love those. I, I, I'm like, oh man, I'd be so mad if I got one of those back. I love those accounts. Like yesterday, I was on. Um, I came across some uh, uh, some Twitter account where it was a uh, uh, interesting Zillow properties that are for sale, and I saw one where it was so cool. It had uh, the the stairs to walk down from upstairs. You instead of just the stairs, it was like intertwined with a slide, so you could Ooh. walk down the stairs. But there's also a slide, so you have both options of whichever one. Wait, you want. hold on. I think I saw this post too. the The slide was like silver, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I saw that picture. Yeah, it was sick. I want to <laughs> do that. <laughs> well, okay. So, since we're on that topic, uh, do you still have the ball pit? Well, you're moving, you said, but do you did you still have the ball pit in your house? I did, but all the balls are now in boxes. <laughs> that must have been sad having to take that down. Uh, it was because it's super comfy to just lay in a ball pit. <laughs> there it is. Yep. My dog surprisingly did not like the ball pit. I could see my dog not like liking the ball pit too. You'd think <laughs> they would, but I feel like they'd feel like they're drowning or something and they would just like get scared and stay still. Yeah, she was so confused. She was like, what the no? Uh-uh. <laughs> so I wait, thought she would love it. Did you build the whole thing around it, or did you get help with that? Uh, my, me and my boyfriend did it. That's so great. Did you get all the balls from, like, <laughs> yeah. Amazon? 
Yes. Yeah. And some were donated, actually. I got a lot of balls sent to me. <laughs> I don't know if I, I mean, unless they're brand new, I wouldn't take used ball pit balls. No, no, me. I wouldn't either. Yeah. They, they were definitely brand new. And I mean, this was, you know, also during COVID. So I was like, yeah, don't send me your, your COVID balls, please. Don't send me your COVID balls. Thanks. <laughs> I'll have my own balls here. Thank you. Fresh balls only. Only yeah, fresh only- balls. Only fresh balls. <laughs> are you gonna wait in the new in the new place you're moving into? Are you gonna have? Are you gonna rebuild it, or, or is that the end of your ball pit? No, I mean I gotta bring it back. Definitely, like that's like like the highlight of my house for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we talked about horror movies, but what's your what? What do you do? You watch other kinds of movies, or do you kind of keep it strictly horror based? Because I follow your Instagram, and I know you're even like calling out old movie old horror movies that that people haven't seen and suggesting ones and it seems like you're watching a lot of horror but do you watch any other genres i mean i watch like a little bit of everything i mean but like i'm invested in horror like i i watch the good the bad and the ugly you know <laughs> you remind me like your instagram reminds me of like those old um those old like late night cable access shows where oh. like you know, where it's like a host that's like doing a couple kooky segments in between old movies. Like, I feel like you'd be perfect for that. That was my first dream. That's why hosting Halloween Havoc was like, was a dream come true. And just like so perfect for me because I wanted to be Elvira. I wanted to be Vampira. Those were my role models growing up. So yeah, I... Yeah, I would love that. I went back and I watched uh, <laughs> while I was prepping for this. I watched the show that, you, like, the cable access show that you did, uh, where you were like <laughs> on stage with like a bunch of like like a dead Elvis and and someone else. And I was cracking up. I was like, oh man, I. It's funny because you're so much. I could see that you're so much more confident now than you were then because you were obviously way younger and just like <laughs> getting started out in it. But I was like, oh, I can see that future Halloween Havoc host in there, just kind of like on the stage. <laughs> yeah oh i miss creepy coffee movie time that was good times um yeah I, w I would love to someday bring back the horror host in me yeah i don't know why they don't do that anymore you'd think like i don't know like i i would think the current generation would still like it you don't i wouldn't think that something like that would go out of fashion and i know that like it's much easier now to find old movies on streaming services and stuff like that but yeah, you don't really like have those like guys who were like guys or girls who uh, are the ones that would kind of like be suggesting that that stuff to, you know, on TV at least. And I miss that. Yeah, I mean, the, Joe Bob Briggs uh, is is still kicking. He has his own show on Shudder, which if you haven't seen it, it's really great and you should check it out. Uh, Darcy, the male girl is really awesome in it, too. That's great. I will. That's funny. I That's See, that's how hooked into the horror community you are, that you still know of, like, the people that are still <laughs> doing that. Well, okay, you talked oh, about... Oh, yeah, yeah. You talked about SmackDown. You talked about switching from happy-go-lucky Shotzi to more of this heel Shotzi. Um, was, was it confusing for you, your switch to the main roster? Because, you know, you were in this tag team in NXT that was getting over. Then you're in a different tag team out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Then you're not in a tag team. Then you're a heel, uh, I feel like it's a lot to take in right at the start. It definitely is. And I think that's like what's different about uh, the main roster of SmackDown Raw is like it is fast moving. 
you know, you never know what's going to happen. You're always on your toes. So you just got to be ready for anything and everything. Do you prefer being in singles competition? Uh, I, I always have. Um, I, I always felt more comfortable as a single singles competitor. I always thought of myself as like a lone wolf, but I had a lot of fun with Ember. Like we, we gelled really well and it was a good time. Like it, I, I, I never thought that I would, would like having someone there that I can like rely on and work off of. And like, I had like a training buddy, you know? So that was nice. Especially like coming up to the main roster with having Tegan with me, you know, coming into a new locker room. It was good to like have that like pal and that person that I could travel with and just like experience this this new locker room with somebody. Well, I really like the team with Ember. Uh, I, I I even bought the shirt. I think I wore it on this show uh, early on. I, I was I was into what you guys were doing. I, I was a fan and I. Uh, I'm, I definitely miss your guys' team for sure. Why? But uh, I was wondering, Me too. because is that why you're not using a tank anymore, really? Because you're more of a heel now and the tank's more of a baby face thing? Yeah, I mean, like, that that wasn't my decision. But you know what? I, I also, I'm embracing the change because I've been, like, the ballsy badass my entire career. Even, like, on the indies, I was always booked as a baby face. So it's... It's nice after, you know, like seven years later to finally change up the character and find something new within me. And I think like I'm I'm finally like like grabbing the grabbing the horns and, and rolling with it. And I feel like it's finally clicking. Yeah, I, I'm it's I'm I'm glad to hear you say that because I've really been a fan of yours for a long time, but I and I was initially like, Really? They're gonna turn Shotzi heel? Like she's She's such a good baby face. Like I like I'm I someone that people can really get behind. But the past few weeks where specifically like I, I really felt it this last week with I think it was last week with with Ronda Rousey and you kind of coming out and calling her out. And I was like, man, you know, it really feels like Shotzi has found her voice as a heel where you almost I, I almost felt like you were calling back to your horror movie loving roots where you kind of felt like a movie character that's just like a bully of just like, shut up, just shut up. And and I really felt it. I liked it. I was like, I feel like she's finally clicking with what she's going for. Yeah, I, I'm definitely like a little bit of a biatch and very manipulative. And I've met a lot. I'm just, I'm kind of channeling like a lot of the people that I've interacted that I just did not like and um, just kind of picking from them. <laughs> I think that's the most successful way of doing something like that. The best way to find success doing something like that is just people watching and being like, I'm just going to mimic the person that I hate and then other people will hate exactly. me. Exactly. Exactly. That's what's working. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was watching, uh, com I've, I've been watching that comedians and cars getting coffee show and, uh, it was, uh, Zach Galifianakis and Jerry Seinfeld and, and Zach said to Jerry, like, how, like, how do you stay so confident? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, I'm so like self-conscious and I'm not, I wish I could have a fraction of the confidence that you have. And he was just like, you just got to pretend to be confident and people will think you are like, you literally just got to pretend to be the person that you want people to see. And, and when he said that, I thought to myself, wow, it's so simple, but it makes a lot of sense of just, just projecting what you want people to see. Exactly. Nobody knows. Yes. Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows that I've just been 
my pants this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Was it cool being in the ring with Ronda Rousey? Yeah, she's so she's so cool and just like so giving and just like so into it. Just amazing. I love amazing. to hear that. And it and actually it does you can see that in the matches that she's had recently, the one with you and the one with Raquel. You can tell uh, with this run that she has been fairly giving with her opponents and, and has been making her opponents look just as strong in defeat uh, as they would in victory against her, where she's like, you really got to be able to get your stuff in. Yeah, that that's really what makes her like just such an awesome champion, you know? Yep, yep. Um, I was wondering... Uh, what was I? Oh, uh, I wanted to switch topics here, and I wanted to ask you uh, a few icebreaker questions. We talked about wrestling. We've talked about your horror movie stuff, and I know people know those things about you. Uh, but I wanted to find out a little bit more about you, just the person. So um, if you could have a night out of partying with any two movie characters, who would you pick? Movie characters? Yep. Um. Uh, uh, definitely Ash from Evil Dead. Okay. And, ooh, who do I like? I'm, like, looking around. Um, <laughs> if I could party with Pinhead, that sounds like a dangerous good time, too. That sounds like a terrifying <laughs> person to hang out with. <laughs> but it sounds like it'd be, like, really entertaining, though, too. No! That sounds like... <laughs> Like if if I walked into a room, Pinhead was there. Was like, you want to take a shot with me? I'd be like, mm, I'm good, Pinhead. I'm gonna go over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as like, well, as long as he's like torturing other people, and I'm just watching. <laughs> um. If okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. If you had to delete. All but three apps from your phone. Which ones would you keep? Uh, uh, I would definitely keep Instagram. That's like my go-to. <laughs> uh, man, what other what other apps are there? Oh, Uber Eats. Got to keep Uber Eats. Okay. I I order way too way too much on Uber Eats. Okay. And um, huh, Amazon. <laughs> Those are three good ones. I gotta say though. Yeah. My last episode of the show was uh, I had a, I interviewed Corbin and Carmela at the USFL game. And Carmela and I, the majority of our conversation was about Uber Eats and how much I just hate Uber Eats. Like, oh. with a passion. And I hope, I really hope I'm not ruining a potential sponsorship here. But, like, every, dude, they can't, I don't think it's fair that they, they accept orders that they're going to cancel. Like, I, it doesn't make sense to me. How? Yeah, it's that's happening super all the time. annoying. Every, every, every order gets canceled twice. <laughs> well, okay, that doesn't happen to me that much. You are just, I don't know. Where do you live? What are you ordering? Well, I only have to use Uber Eats when I'm in, like, a random location. Like, I had it in, okay. I, I, had to, I don't use it at home because I Grubhub works fine for me at home. But, like, like uh, Alabama was where I couldn't, where I had multiple orders uh, canceled. St. Louis, I had like multiple orders canceled. Every time I travel for work and I try to use it, they're always, I literally, 
I was on the phone begging them, please don't cancel this order. Please don't cancel this order. And, <laughs> and the guy was like, they said someone already picked up your order. And I was like, but they didn't pick up my order. You're picking up my order. What are we doing here? Like, please. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I struggle. I struggle with Uber Eats. Yeah, I, I also try not to use Uber Eats when I'm at home. I, like, I try to have the rule that if I'm home, I'm going to cook. And, you know, I travel so much. So that's when I'm like, okay, Uber Eats, it's on. What's your go-to meal to cook? Uh, like, are you a, like, are you good like, at cooking or do you only have a couple meals that are like your things that you cook? Uh, I have like a couple things. I'm not like a, a huge cook. Like I make really good spaghetti. Um, but a lot of time it's, you know, like chicken and rice, the boring stuff. Yeah. Steak. I really love steak. Yeah, that, that, that's why I'm cooking at home too. That's why I was wondering because, like, like I interviewed Corbin and I look at his Instagram and he's just like five star mealing it at home, just like making these, oh. just like chef gourmet meals. And I'm just over here with like a, a you know, a chicken and rice, you know, or, or steak. So, <laughs> so I, I get it. That's why I was wondering. I was wondering because I don't know how sometimes people have the effort to put that much into meals. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's. He's next level. Like all I do is use my air fryer. <laughs> air fryers but are good. Though. I would love, I would love to own a, a smoker. I just got a pizza oven, Ooh. so I've been using that, uh, which is great. Um, uh, but yeah, a, a smoker would be great. Like one of them Traeger grills is like on my list of things that I want really badly. Dang! So you got your own little pizza oven? Those are dope. I always kind of wanted one of those. Oh, yeah, they're great. They're so much fun. And I cooked steak in it, too, and it makes a good steak. Well, you cook steak in the pizza oven? Yes. Is that a thing? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you, could right. cook, you could cook meat in your pizza oven. It gets really hot, so it's actually, like, and and I put, I put my pizza oven outside, so, like, it doesn't smoke up the house. Uh, it's actually really nice. So whenever I cook a steak, I cook it in my pizza oven now. What age did you stop trick-or-treating? Uh, well, so, so I stopped trip, trick or treating for myself when I was like 14, okay. but, but then like I had a nephew, so I started trick or treating with him. Um, so that was like my in to keep <laughs> trick or treating. So I never really stopped uh, cause I still go out with my nieces and nephews <laughs> that's smart that's smart yeah i, I, I yeah because you remind me a lot of my fiance in terms of like liking horror stuff and taxidermy and she i finally had my foot down one day of like i'm not going i'm because I, I was basically like the chaperone i'd be standing in the street like i'm not going with you guys this is crazy i'm gonna get arrested going to people's houses at night like i'm not a child i'm not a cute girl i'm not a child not okay you know and so, so that's my, why you gotta that's why you gotta grab a family member to pull you in i'm gonna i'm gonna pass that <laughs> note along her. i was I, I didn't expect to i didn't expect to get some good advice there so uh <laughs> i got some keep, um, keep the candy flowing i always tell her i go i go it's i, I have a job we can just go buy candy and she's it's not the same that's what she says it's not the same it's not the same. It's not the same when someone you gives earned, it to you. Yes, you earned that Snickers. <laughs> I'm always like, I could just get the full size candy for us. Like it's fine. No. Like, 
no, no, it doesn't matter. I need to get it in a, it's, it tastes better when it's in the pillowcase. <laughs> yes, I was just gonna say, it does taste better from the pillowcase. <laughs> hopefully without the razor blades, you know? Yes, yes, hopefully. Although I've, I've been sugar treating since I was a child. I've never seen anyone do anything like that. I've always wondered like if that's, I feel like that had to have been such a small fraction of people who actually mess with candy. Yeah, I definitely thought that that was a myth because I have never found any razor blades and I eat every single candy that's in that pillowcase. And I just demolish it. I don't even look at it. I'm just- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't even, I don't even think I take the wrappers off. I think that's in the belly too. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get to my final little segment, uh, I want to ask you one more question. And this is kind of like, I don't know, it might be deep. I don't know. But I was wondering, do you have like a number one goal in life? Like what's your number one goal in life? Uh, so my, my goal lately has been that I never thought that I could get a goal like this, but I'm kind of seeing it in my grasp. Uh, now, like I want to build a house for my sister on my property and I want her to live next door to me. Like that is my number one goal is I want to move my family to Orlando to live with me and like that's the bottom line I just want to be able to buy a house for my sister and my niece and nephew and have them close I love that so much because obviously family is very important especially after you deal with a loss like you want to be as close to your family as possible so I couldn't imagine being separated like like you know from them like you are because they're in San Jose right is that where they are yeah they're all the way in california and it's it's hard it's hard like you know it it takes me it's like a nine hour trek to get over there so it's it's difficult do you like san jose better than florida or do you like florida better now that you've been there uh you know i've i've really fallen in love with orlando like there's a lot of cool things to do here i love that i'm so close to the parks and like I just, I'm having a lot of fun here in Orlando, uh, but I do miss California. Like I love the weather. I love the vibe, um, but I don't think I could ever go back there. It's just too expensive. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I, when I hear about how much it costs everywhere else, I, it, it's the only thing that's ever made me want to leave Southern California, specifically LA. Cause like I was talking to my Uber driver in Alabama and he was like, we were having this exact conversation about how I was telling him when I watched those house shows, it always trips me out of like how cheap it is to get a house elsewhere. And he was like, bro, I moved here from New Jersey. I had a condo in New Jersey, like a two bedroom condo or one bedroom condo in Jersey that I paid $1,600 a month for. He goes, now I'm on an acre of land. I have a five bedroom mansion and I spend $750 a month in my mortgage payment. And I was like, what and he was like yeah and my property tax was 750 dollars too and i was just like all right well i guess i need to move to alabama yep. then I, you know. <laughs> I mean i don't want to move to alabama but... <laughs> <laughs> all right well we've reached the final segment of the show here but i like to end every show with a segment i call the finishing move that was good i like that <laughs> We'll start this off by asking you, uh, what was the most painful diving senton that you've done on someone? Oh, uh, most pa- 
painful diving senton. Oh, I don't know. They're all painful. <laughs> it all looks like a really painful move. That's why I asked. Because, like, when you do it to, like, a ladder or something like that on the outside, I'm just like, I couldn't imagine standing on the top rope looking down and being like, oh, I'm just going to jump back first onto that. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, you called it. Yeah, the one that I hit on Candace in our street fight uh, has, it's definitely the most painful one. I like, oh yeah, that that's a gross one. And a scary one too. I kind of like got up there and I was like. <laughs> I feel like you can't second guess yourself when you're about to do that. Yeah, you just got to go. Once you start thinking about it, once the brain starts going, that's when stuff goes wrong. So you just got to do it. Did that one knock the wind out of you? Because I feel like if you're just going to land on your back like that to the outside through a ladder, it's got to it's gotta knock the wind out of you a little bit. Yeah, I, re I remember everything hurting <laughs> after that. And I was like, we still have, like, way more of this match to go. But all right. <laughs> uh, if you could steal one famous finishing move from a legend and make it your own, which would you choose? Who? Uh... Hmm. I mean, the RKO is pretty iconic, right? Like, you, I love that it's just, you can hit it out of nowhere. It's just, it's the perfect finishing move. It really is the perfect finishing move. Have you met Randy at all since you've been on the main roster? Or just in, in oh, WWE? he's so cool. He really he's is the so coolest. so cool. Yeah, like, he he's just so cool. I thought he would be a big old jerk, but he's just, like, super chill and normal and awesome. Yeah, when I he was on the show WrestleMania weekend, and it's it's like a it's like another level of cool that's hard to like comprehend until you're in front of the person and you're just like, I didn't know someone could be this like calm, cool, and relaxed and still just like feel like like someone that everybody needs to be paying attention to because he's just like the the center of attention in the room, you know? Yeah, he's he's amazing. All right, and lastly, what's the most memorable time that you hit your finishing move on someone up to this point? Hmm. Probably Natalia. Um, she's awesome and just iconic. And uh, I think that was that was like the first thing I did moving up to the main roster. And I was just shocked because i mean that day is when i actually found out that i was called up and then i got to hit my finisher on natalia i was just mind blown wait so you didn't know until that day that it was official no i didn't i didn't uh-uh i had just been uh i mean this is when it was still out of tampa you know we were in the thunderdome mm -hmm. and i was just i was coming in doing dark matches and they were just like all right yeah you're uh debuting today and you're you're up and i was like oh all right let's do this <laughs> it makes me laugh how you know you know on the wrestling sites you know all the the wrestling news websites you know people will think like oh you know talent leaked this or talent said this to that and i and the more I do this show, the more I find out that like talent found out a few like an hour before they were gonna do the thing that it was even happening. So I think yeah, there's exactly. a very skewed but, thought process there. Yeah, I feel like the dirt sheets always find out before I do. So where do I have the time to leak it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Uh, 
It's definitely on the dirt sheets before <laughs> before the talent knows for sure, for sure. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. I really enjoy watching you on SmackDown, so I look forward to watching your continued success there. Thank you, Ryan. Have a good one. Peace. You too. Bye. All right, that was my interview with Shotzi. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. She is super fun, as you can see. Had a blast getting to chat with her for the last 45 minutes. Now let's get some of this housekeeping out of the way. Go subscribe to the Add a Character with Ryan Satin podcast feed. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, that's where you can go and find my Raw and SmackDown Roundup podcast. It's me solo by myself talking about Raw and SmackDown and all the stuff that happened on it. It's not on video. It's only in the podcast feed. So go subscribe to Add a Character with Ryan Satin on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Also, if you're listening on the podcast platform, go go subscribe to the video side. Go to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. That's where you can find this show premiering every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. You can see our lovely faces here. You can see my guest's face. You can see my face. You can see us being happy and enjoying each other's company. So really, go check out the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. There's also clips from Raw. There's also clips from SmackDown. And there's clips from this show as well when we pull out the various things that you will find interesting. So go subscribe, WWE on Fox on YouTube. Also, make sure that you follow WWE on Fox on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. All right, that's it. I'm done officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this is Out of Character.